Hello and welcome to the Local Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Johnson. The Local Leaders Podcast provides a platform for successful business owners to share their stories, their experiences, their advice, and their ideas in order to help our listeners achieve more success in their business and in their lives. Get ready. Another great show is coming up. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Local Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Johnson, and I am thrilled today to be able to bring you a legend uh, down from uh, over from California. I knew I'd make him smile. Uh, we've got Chris <laughs> Bennett of Good Stuff on with us today and can't wait to, to talk to him. So welcome to the show, Chris, and thank you for being on. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jeff. Appreciate it. Yeah, we are. Uh, we're stoked today as, as uh, one of those California words that, that came out of us to be able to talk with you. You've, got, you've, you've done a lot of things and um, got a lot of great experiences. And, and I'm sure our listeners are going to get lots of good golden pearls of wisdom um, oh, from yeah. today. Um, <laughs> so I look forward to, to sharing your story. And, and if you wouldn't mind, I'd love to just relinquish the mic and, and kind of let you tell us a little bit about the business and uh, where it came from and how you got started and and anything that you might want to share uh, for, sure. for those that may not know you. Well, it started back when I was 15 years old, my love for the business. I, uh, I was a 15-year-old wanting to get a car right when I turned 16, begging my parents to help me get a job because I was young back in that day. It was a long time ago. 15 years old was a long time ago to get a job, an entry-level job, but I talked him into talking to this uh, family-run Mexican restaurant that we would go to about once every other month, once every other week. Um, got me a job as a busboy, worked there Friday night, and I was like, wow, this is amazing. This is so much fun. I, I would do it and they didn't even have to pay me, right? Well, the next night I went back equally as fun, even funner, it was busier, it was active. I loved the people that worked there. Customers were fun. It was just, just busy and the time went by like that, right? So I went home and I said to my parents, I said, mom and dad, sit down. I've got something to tell you. I'm going to be in the restaurant business when I grow up. And my dad jumps out of the chair and is like, yes. I love, I always wanted to be in the restaurant business. I'm like, wow, I didn't know that. Anyway, so that was kind of the kicker. I got this job. I worked it for months and, and I, I finally had to quit because of school. And, and, but I just fell in love with the business. And, and I ended up uh, kind of like navigating my, my future life into how I was going to succeed. And it started with going to college, went to the business school at University of Utah, uh, and then I went to a private school after my third year there in the business school at University of Utah, went to University of Denver and got in their hotel restaurant management program, ended up getting a degree, uh, a business degree slash in restaurant management and got out of college, came back to L.A., got a job in a restaurant in Beverly Hills. I was a lowly manager working for an independent operator who was a little bit older and kind of like on his way out, but he had a, a wife that he was, was a little bit younger and she was running the restaurant. Well, she just worked me just to the bone, six days a week, 12 hour days, getting paid like six bucks an hour after you factor it all in. And I just... I was like ready to get out of the business. And then he ended up, I come in one day and I, he, I find out he sold the restaurant and the guy, the new owner is a younger, hipper kind of beachy guy. And he says, Hey, Chris, I want you to stay with me and I'm going to move you down to Manhattan beach. I was like, where's that? You know, well, Manhattan beach at the time and is still today, one of the premier beach cities in the South Southern California. It's just beautiful. And, and I went down there and I, I worked for him for about a year. And, and um, I got lucky enough to find a little burger stand in West LA. It was actually called Jake's Philly Steaks. And it was about 500 square feet. 
I took that over, still working for this guy in Manhattan Beach. And I took this restaurant over and uh, pulled one of his best employees out, had him quit, hired him, and started my new my my first good stuff burgers on the corner of Olympic and Bundy. And I worked uh, kind of undercover for about six months and then found another spot right on the beach in Hermosa Beach. And it was, you know, just a, a steal. I thought I bought it for a song and um, remodeled it and opened my first good stuff restaurant. So I had good stuff burgers in West L.A. and I had good stuff restaurant ripe age of 25 years old. Uh, and I was off and going. I quit my day job and uh, did it full time and never looked back. I actually still both own both of those restaurants um, in Hermosa is in the same location. In West L.A., we moved down the street a little bit, but it's still there. And I have a partner that runs that, uh, but it's called Good Stuff Burger still and, and then Good Stuff in Hermosa. And that's kind of how I got into the business. And, and, you know, those were different times. And you, sure, you certainly can't do that today. My first restaurant cost me 3500 bucks. <laughs> took me a month to paint it and clean it up and get some new equipment. 1500 bucks later, for a grand total of $5,000, I was in business. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's a lot different now. In California, to open a restaurant, you've got a lot of government intervention and health department intervention as, as restaurant owners know across the country. Mm -hmm. So it's a whole different game completely, but I was lucky to get in when I did. And uh, I got to be honest with you. I just love the business. I mean, it's, it's been great for me. I've had the opportunity to work in great communities, um, serve, you know, customers that have become friends and lifetime friends and, watch kids grow up and hire employees and the last 42 years just watch them, you know, just these segments of employees that come through our stores. And um, it's just, it's, it's awesome. I mean, it really is. It's, it's, uh, it's been everything and it's been a great way to bring my family up and everybody working for me and can be a little bit of a headache sometimes, but it's overall, it's great. Um, it's been great. It really has. Well, that's that's a fantastic story, and uh, it's always kind of good to hear the humble beginnings of uh, you know, uh, uh, of your empire that and how yeah. it started and how you got into it. For like you said, five thousand dollars later, you're you you've got your first place of business. And can you imagine doing something like that today on the beach in California? No, well, you can't do that anymore. That's a thing of the past. I just opened a restaurant about six years ago, and. And it was uh, a lot different. Um, right now, I have uh, four restaurants and then one in West L.A., but the four I have down in the beach cities are all full service, um, you know, serving, you know, table service. And uh, it comes with its own challenges. But uh, again, we've been down around. We're a household name. Our good stuff is known throughout the community. Um, and with our restaurant in Hermosa Beach being right on the ocean, one block north of the pier in a very touristy, well-known Southern California beach community, um, it's, uh, it's pretty amazing. Uh, we kind of are known much broader than just the normal three-mile radius a restaurant pulls from. We, we started uh, in um, before the internet really got going. We kind of got in real early with a with a camera down on the beach, and we started, you know, we started clicking, uploading photos to our website, which had just started. And, and it was uh, we called it the Strand Cam. We still call it the Strand Cam, and you can see it on our website at eatgoodstuff.com. And it's pretty crazy. I mean, it's uh, it's a slice of Southern California, and we will get emails from all over the world, Norway, England, you know, South Africa, that they tune in every day while they're working on their computers and they have that box up in the corner of their screen showing the beach and customers coming in and sitting and eating and people playing volleyball on the beach, roller skaters going back and forth. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's so cool. And we, you know, we get emails about how people get through their day by just being able to, to live 
through this little photograph of, of real life in, in Southern California, you know, it's yeah, so funny. It's amazing. Uh, I, I'm looking at it now when you mentioned it, I was like, Oh yeah, I forgot about the strand cam and uh, you're checking it out right now. Yeah. I just popped yeah. it up to, to see, you can what, see how beautiful it is down there. Is it? Oh, is it man. Yeah. It's amazing. If you hadn't been to the website before, again, as, as Chris said, it's eGoodStuff.com and, uh, if you scroll down to the bottom, there's a there's a, a link down there for the strand cam, and it's uh it it is really really nice. I could I could see that kind of being open in your background just to to get you through the day. Yeah, uh, right. What a, what a great idea! And you know, there are more and more people work from their computer screens than ever before, and um, a lot of them across the world are not even going into the office. So I mean, they're working at home, and it's kind of nice to have a a slice of that. Southern California right there on your front desk, you know, Southern California comes with its own challenges. Trust me. It's not all sunshine and roller skating. (laughs) It's we've had our share going through the COVID and being very impacted down here in LA County. It's, it's been a challenge. Definitely. Um, Some challenges, you know, I think like when we talk, when you, you asked me about, you know, mention some of the challenges in our business, you know, obviously it's, you know, it's different now with the COVID consequences, like, you know, COVID challenges, I call it, you know, it's, you know, labor, you can't, you can't get people to come back to work. And, and it's just a different, you know, different employee now, it's just, is there, everything's a little different with the COVID um, getting product. It's a, it's amazing how I can't get Bloody Mary mix because we, the guy that produces it for us can't get bottles because a lot of the bottles are coming overseas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't get a gluten-free chicken tender because one ingredient is not available and they're out of product for, you know, another six months. I can't get chicken sausage. They're out of product. It, it's just crazy how I'm and all restaurants are going through this same thing and, you know, labor and, hours and I, I just went through summer and my staff is just burned out. I mean, I've I've had to close a couple of evenings just because I I just can't get anybody to work. And um it's it's very challenging. Most of the challenges I've had over the years have been pretty much out of my control. You know, it's either weather, high tide, um just you know the economy. I mean, that's kind of the biggest challenges I have um, over the last 42 years. Um, we are, uh, we've been in business for a long time and I have restaurants that are, you know, my Hermosa restaurant, 41 years. Uh, I've had Redondo restaurant for 23 years, uh, El Segundo for 17 and Palos Verdes for six. And, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's been, been awesome like i said and not without the challenges but you know it's this it's it's how as a business owner and you look to the long-term lifespan of your business and it's about making sure everyone leaves happy it's about you know investing back in the community and being there with gift cards and showing up at events and and helping um one when we first had the COVID hit us and the first responders were so impacted we we rallied around a cause of helping feed the first responders be it the hospital workers in the emergency room and icu uh the the doc, uh, the the um uh police department seeing lifeguard um the lifeguards uh, on the beach that were still working every shift um and the fire departments and so we rallied around and we we got our customers involved, they were feeling very challenged by not having the ability to do anything to help. They felt helpless. And, and, and we came together as, as a group of our loyal customers from our, basically from our, from our email list of compiling emails of local customers that were on our loyalty program and, and just had traveled to our area and, and came up with a program of, of a, a small contribution us underwriting it, us taking care of the food, working with the hospitals, working with the fire departments, working with the police departments and getting food to these first responders. And just, you know, when they were in a challenging time in their lives and this was all just happening. in you know, when April of 
2020. I mean, it, it was it was crazy times. And uh, and that's how, you know, just being a little more invested in your community has been a big, big part of our success at Good Stuff. Definitely. Yeah, I, I would imagine that, um, that that for you, you were you're full service restaurant uh, at all your beach locations. And so people and people come there for the experience and for the mm-hmm. location and for, you know, the, the sights, the sounds, the beauty, the all that kind of stuff. And, you know, when, when COVID came through, I'm sure it had a, a big impact early on. Uh, but but you guys were able to adapt and, and find your way through it. It was a really interesting, obviously, for everybody. Every business had their own their own challenges and experiences. I mean, you know, I, I, for that year and a half, uh, we just had to think outside the box. I mean, there was so many ways that, that we were getting, you know, shut down. I mean, we would, you know, get open and then all of a sudden LA County would say, no, we're shutting back down to, to in service. So you're going to just be doing to goes and, you know, and, and we lost a lot of employees that didn't return, you know, some changed fields and, you know, it's challenging in the restaurant business because a lot of your employees are not career oriented restaurant people, right? They're, you know, going, they're working towards something else or they're in school or, or they're, you know, so a lot of my guys went to construction. Construction was blowing up. Uh, Interest rates were low. So we lost the whole industry, lost a lot of employees to other fields that were doing well during that time. A lot of them haven't still have yet to return that didn't move fields, but just have not returned to work. Um, Unemployment, COVID money, whatever it was, they've just decided to stay home. Maybe it's, you know, daycare, you know, kids not in school. Um, That's back in school. So hopefully this will change for us out here in Southern California. But it's been a very, uh, a very challenging year and a half extreme. Well, it's over a year and a half now, but it's been a very challenging and it's been like this a- across the country, I'm sure. But um, here in, in Southern California, it's we're still we're bracing right now for possible another something, you know, something's going to happen out here, I'm right. sure. Yeah. And, and you guys are usually, you know, I'm on the, the other coast. Yeah. On the East Coast side and, and trends typically start over there on you know, where you are and move their way across the country eastward. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. you know, we're, we're often kind of waiting and watching California and, see, and seeing what happens there to, to kind of get a feel for what's coming our way. And, and you know, we all hope that, that we'll stay open and, that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, things will stay under control and we'll be able to continue as we are and continue to recover because, you know, restaurant business has done well. It's, <clears throat> it's amazing to me that COVID – seems to have um, increased demand, you know, for, yeah. for yeah. restaurants, uh, you know, nobody wants to cook, nobody wants to clean. It, it just seems like we all want to get out and go enjoy a great meal. And um, what a great to a certain extent, a, lost, a lot of restaurants out here have more business than they can handle. Oh, absolutely. You know, because uh, uh, the communities not only in Southern California, but across the country have expanded outside. So they've they've basically hap- that's happened here big time. And some of our restaurants are busier than they've ever been. Some of the restaurants, uh, not just mine, I'm talking about, but some of the restaurants that are in our community have expanded twice as big as as they were. And I don't even know how they handle it as far as their kitchens, how they can produce that kind of food. We had to keep really, we got outdoor space like crazy, and um, we just had to shut down other areas because. Number one, we didn't have a kitchen big enough, and it was it was yeah. it was crazy. I mean, it, it, you're right, people. And then when it finally opened up, people just wanted to get out. They wanted to to go to a restaurant, get waited on, and just have that experience. Yeah. And they and now outside seating is is huge. I mean, nobody wants to sit inside. They they they'd rather sit on the patio and they'll wait for it rather than sit in the dining room. Yeah, and. I, that's partially maybe some are still a little bit worried about COVID, uh, a lot worried about COVID, or they just really love the outdoors. I'm more towards outdoors. What about you? Do you do you have that tendency to want to sit outdoors now since COVID in uh, in 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 your neck of the woods? Uh, I believe so. Over in North Carolina, we were we were a little less strict than um you know the i think the whole way through than than you guys over in in uh, los angeles or in california area but 
Um, but yeah, the outdoor, anybody with patios uh, and outdoor spaces, uh, you know, we're, we're really able to, um, to kind of migrate their business or indoor dining to outdoors and, and have really done well. And yeah, you know, so, so you see two things here, which I think is probably common with you guys. And, and that is you see the, in the outdoor seating uh, increasing and, and more capacity added, um, you know, added there. And then, and then you see more of the, the quick serve restaurants um, mm-hmm. concepts coming up because mm-hmm. the, 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 I can't even talk now, the delivery and the takeout business, you know, expanded so large. Oh yeah. It's gotten crazy. That, uh, Absolutely they used, crazy. You're seeing a our, lot of those go businesses is jumped like n- nobody's business when we were only to go. And the great thing about it is that a lot of the customers really supported the local restaurants, you know, yeah. really dug down deep and, and made a purpose of getting, picking food up, even to where it was, the trunk was popped and you just drop it in the back, close the trunk and they drive off. I mean, they, you know, even if they were super paranoid about COVID, they still made an effort to come down and support the local restaurants. And, and, um, and that was saved a lot of us down here, uh, saved our bacon. Definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it, it was really, uh, coming together for everyone to support each other and, um, and keep as many restaurants and other businesses open as possible. And we're all thankful for it. And uh, we're thankful for the patron, our patrons. And, um, again, yeah. if, if you haven't been down to um, and and eating some good stuff lately, don't forget those guys. They got four awesome locations on the beach, ready to ready to serve you. And um, you can come in and eat. You can you can eat outdoors. You can eat anywhere. And, a lot of outdoors. Yeah, it's it it, it really looks like a um, an amazing opportunity. I wish I was there every time. You know, when I was talking to you before, and and I see that those scenes, it's just that feeling that that. Uh, that your business perpetuates that seems to draw people in and hey I'm curious over over 42 years of, of doing this uh, and I didn't prep you for this really but ha- can you tell us a little bit about how you're structured today um, in terms of um, you know are you operating any of the locations yourself have you have you developed other leaders within the organization to kind of run different aspects of the business can you just give us a little sense of can I ha- how you operate today? Sure. We have uh, right now we're about 160 employees between the four restaurants. Um, we uh, we actually use a structure of, of general managers in each store and they're responsible for, um, you know, day to day operations, uh, training, um, scheduling, ordering, uh, overall higher level, not higher level, uh, more of a, uh, uh, overall, just, we have a, we have a kitchen manager, but they oversee the kitchen manager as well, but that, but they, um, they're rewarded with they're in percentage programs with not only a flat wage, uh, a salary, but also, you know, a bump with uh, food costs, hitting a certain number on the food costs, hitting a certain number on the labor costs, gives them some motivation. Mm-hmm. Um, consistency. Then I have an ops manager that oversees all four restaurants and he's dabbles. Uh, he, he came up as my uh, HR manager, but now he's my ops manager. So he has a, a very good background in, in HR because HR is really important, especially out here in any business now, especially with what we, we just got to really, you got to be on top of everything because you know, getting sued. We don't even, we haven't even seen what's going to happen through COVID of what the lawsuits will come around to restaurants. Um, that's, that's to be expected and it's going to happen. Um, and then we have, uh, inside that, uh, general manager, kitchen manager, we also have, uh, assistant managers, kind of a shift manager, and they pretty much, they'll help with certain tasks, but mostly they're just there to make sure guests are accommodated. Um, we're, uh, we're taking care of business. The cash credit cards are all accounted for. And, and, and that's how we run our system. Um, it's been, it's been, uh, you know, our, our whole, I think the key to good stuff success is the team that we've compiled. We have a great team. A lot of these people have worked for 30 plus years for me, kitchen and front of house. Um, they're part of the good stuff family and they feel it. We take care of our employees. 
I mean, you know, I've always, I always say that uh, our employees are our most important asset. I mean, they're just as important as anything else going on in the restaurant is you take care of your employees. They're going to take care of you. You make them feel important. You make them feel like they have a voice and, um, and they just, they're just going to, it's almost like my GMs take ownership and they feel like it's their store. They really buy into the system. And then what we really stress with our employees is, is we don't really think of good service. We don't really think of like good service is it. Hospitality is it. Hospitality is what we provide. We have a lot of regulars that come in our restaurants because we're in these little beach communities. So it's, it's like they come in three, four, five times a week, you know, you know, breakfast and good stuff. That's, that's it. Lunch on lunch hour. They, they split between two or three places and they come all the time. Mm -hmm. So it's really about getting to know them, getting to know their kids, getting to know about them, what they order. I mean, we have people that walk in and my servers know what they're going to have and they just order it and they have an iced tea on the table. And it's like, they, they feel like they're at home. They feel like they're at cheers. I hate to say that, but you know, it's hospitality. That's what we yeah. serve. Good hospitality is memorable. Good service. Eh, you know, it's, it's, I guess it's memorable. It's good, but it's hospitality is really what drives us. And, and especially in our situation, because we have so much repeat business that, you know, that's our bread and butter basically. Well, you know, speaking of that, uh, I, I do believe I saw, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, a, lo a loyalty program. Have have you been running that for a number of years? And, and how yeah, does it, it work? It, it started with a breakfast club um, mm. where you buy 10 meals and you get the 11th one free. And people would bring around a little card and then they'd lose the card. And, you know, and then finally with the onslaught of the the great POS systems, they, they kind of incorporated. We use a company, a POS system called Toast. Yep. And, and overall, we've been very happy with them. Came from Aloha um, for years and years, but we've, we've migrated to Toast and they work on a cloud system. So we very seldom will have, you know, it go down um, like a PC will and the internet. And, you know, we just don't have those issues with Toast as we used to have. And they have a very integrated uh, awards, reward system and you can modify it. You know, we basically give a point for every point spent or any, every dollar spent. And then they reach different levels and they get to re reward, use those points. And um, we also, it's a great way to promote like a promotion. Come in on Tuesday afternoon and get double points, you know, for like a happy hour thing. Um, so we, we we're able to uh, motivate. And, and the biggest thing it, for us is that it keeps everybody we get, we get contact on our loyalty customers and they don't mind us sending things to them because we don't send a lot to them, but we'll send about a once a week, we'll send something out. What's going on in the community? What's, what's a special we have going? Do we have, you know, you know, what's happening to good stuff or what's happening within the community? What's going on this weekend down in Hermosa for the, the concert on the beach, you know, that type of thing. And that's how we stay in touch. And it's sort of a, it keeps us connected to our customers is they're part of our, our family as well. So it just brings everybody together. It gives them a real, you know, sense of belong and, and our certain it, and it's nothing they have to do. It's the great thing is that all they need to do is register their credit card one time. So every time they use it, it goes automatically to the points and they don't have to worry about it. They can go online and check their points. Uh, the servers, if they have points, will say, Hey, you got, you know, you got $20 on your rewards. Do you want to use it? Some people like never use it. They like want to see it get up to like a thousand. <laughs> it's the craziest thing. And it's not always about the points. Some people it's really about the points. It's like, Hey, I think I ate here last week and I don't see my points on there. Yeah. So it, it's a great way to keep, um, it really works for us because we have so many regular customers and it's great that they can go to Hermosa on the weekends and eat and then they work in el segundo and they come to el segundo at lunch so that all the points are, are combined you know so it's it's not like it's only for one store and we just reward them at whatever store they come into it's a little bit of accounting thing but we take care of it and it, it's been a great program for us for years and years and like i said it started out with the breakfast club you know 10 stamps and you got a free one basically yeah, yeah. same concept 
Uh, no, I, I love it. And I think, uh, I think it's a great way to, like you said, stay in touch with your empl- uh, employees, with your customers and, um, and, and give them something exciting to do and something to track and something to watch. And uh, it's, it's funny. Some, some people just like you to owe them. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'd rather you owe me than me owe you. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's great about the, uh, the contact too, is that, that it's our, I think our email list is up to 50,000 you know, oh emails and a lot of them are getting take are taken off, no use, whatever they move out of the where area. But, you know, that was the way we really kicked off our feeding the first responders is we sent one email out explaining the program. We got the same day we got over 600 meals donated the next oh, day, wow. another 600 meals. And just like that, you know, it was a way to, to reach out and, communicate with your customers and they respond. And so obviously our open rate is really good. I mean, they don't just trash our emails. They, they want to see what's going on at their local restaurant. You know, it's a great way to connect, keep them in the family, make them feel part more than just a customer. They're, they're part of the good stuff, you know, family. I hate to use that, but I do it all the time, but the good stuff family. Well, it's, yeah. you know, it's been your life. Um, yeah, it has. I mean, 42 yes. years, my gosh, uh, any, um, any big retirement plans coming up down the road? <laughs> well, I have a 12 year old still. So, you know, I've got, I, I'd like to going. see him, I'd like to see him through, you know, high school at least and get him off to college. And then, yeah, I've got a couple kids that are kind of interested in the business. Not, you know, I've got a couple years that, one working for me and one sort of doing marketing and, and video work and, and handling all that, uh, you know, social media. Uh, so I've, I've still got a couple in the game and, and I got a couple down the road, but I got, I got a great crew and, and uh, I really like the position I'm in now. I'm, I'm, I'm just doing enough to keep kind of active. I like going in the restaurant, seeing what's going on and kind of guiding them. But um, you know, in, in, menu development and marketing and face of the restaurant, but not doing the day-to-day, you know, grind when someone doesn't show up for work, you know, and having to cover that, that's somebody else's job. So it's kind of nice, you know, good for, good for me. I've done that. I was going to say, you. I was going to say with that old cigarette commercial, you've come a long way, baby. Yes, indeed. Virginia Slims. <laughs> uh, we're giving our age away, Chris. We got to yes, watch. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Well, that's so that's fantastic that you've gotten there, and um, you know, I'm I'm curious on. Uh, can I? I, I want to ask you a couple things about maybe some 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 metrics. Just uh, and I and I didn't ask you about or prep you for that either. But as we were talking, um, just some different different things were hitting me. Uh, you mentioned prime costs earlier and your, your GMs or your kitchen managers, um, you know, different people within your organization, mm-hmm. you've got some compensation tied to performance. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you look at as the, as the over, you know, the owner of this enterprise this, this nice business, mm-hmm. what, what kind of numbers are you looking at numbers on a regular basis? Um, and if so, you know, are they, are you able to keep some of those key metrics like prime costs? Uh, where you need them to be today? You know, that's going to become very difficult um, over the next few years. Uh, We're already seeing things just rise, raising through the roof. Um, I I like to keep, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm, as far as is food and and labor, I'd like to keep a combined 60%. Um, When I was in school, it used to be like, 65%, 65%, you could keep under that, that number combined. Um, you could do pretty good. This business is such a penny business. It's just, you really got to be on top of everything all the time. It gets a little out of control out here in California. A lot of, a lot of operators are, are, are not paying full minimum wage for their servers. Out here we are. We're paying everybody minimum wage of 14 bucks an hour, uh, even though that server is making, you know, a lot of in tips, yeah. um, spread around a little bit. Luckily we were able to, you know, get some tip money for some of the cooks because that's, there's just such a big variance on, mm-hmm. you know, big difference of pay servers are just making a lot of money and it's hard to get people to want to manage. Uh, everybody wants to be a server. It's just, yeah. 
good, quick money. And at 15 bucks an hour in uh, January 1st, you know, it's 14 now, it's going to 15. So um, mm -hmm. that's a challenging number uh, when, when you, you got to pay your managers a little bit more. You got to pay your cooks a little bit more and they're, they're working their butts off as well. Yeah. That's, so that... it's, it's uh, everything is going up. Everything's going up. I don't know. It's going to be really challenging the next couple of years to keep control of everything. Rents are certainly not leveling off in Southern California. So it's, uh, it's, um, it's going to be a challenging time. I, I don't even know what to expect in the future. It depends on how, this all goes, but it's hard to get, it's hard to get a lot of the products. It's hard to get repair people out to your store. Mm. Everything's going up. Everyone's having to pay more to get people to work. And uh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. It's, it's been interesting to watch the, you know, the balancing act that you're having to walk between rising costs on one hand and trying not to, you know, outrun the, the customers uh, on price increases. Um, yeah. and, and trying to find creative ways to, um, to mitigate some of that, those costs uh, in other ways. It's, it's just been an interesting journey, and um, you, you've really got to be sharp and lean and mean and uh, do everything right to be able to maintain the margins that you're looking for. And, you know, I asked somebody about a couple of weeks, maybe last week, um, and I hadn't asked that question before, but is there a is there a perfect mix between food and alcohol sales that, that maybe you look at, or uh, do you have kind of a goal in mind on that? Well, I'm not a big, I don't serve a lot of alcohol. I'm, um, I'm more of a family restaurant mm -hmm. and good stuff. If, if you were to ask a regular customer or someone in the community, what you think of when you think of good stuff, it's breakfast. So yeah, we sell a ton of, of mimosas and we do pretty well with the mimosas, um, food cost wise. Um, but we just, it's not, we're not big alcohol sales at night. So it's a very nominal number for me. I still sell some craft beers. I still have some nice glasses of wine by the glass, but I'm only open in two stores at night. The other two are, are breakfast and lunch only. And so that's a little bit challenging because, um, you know, when you think of like the International House of Pancakes or, you know, I mean, dinner has always been sort of an afterthought kind of that way for me as well out here. I mean, we do pretty good in the summer and and um, but it's not my main stay of business. It's breakfast and lunch is really cranking for me. Yeah. Um, and it's it's. Uh, We'll see what happens in the future. What where I, I I would be perfectly happy happy expanding and just being breakfast and lunch and yeah. finding that you know that location that would accommodate that and doing the numbers because uh, I do well breakfast and lunch dinners just open to you know provide a service to the community keep people employed uh, it's it's not great we've tried numerous things but it's just. You know, it's it's just challenging out here. It really is. Being honest with you. you yeah, know? no, no, no. I appreciate you clarifying that. Um, you know, although everyone loves a, a great mimosa, uh, in the we sell a lot of mimosas. <laughs> yeah, who, who can turn down a mimosa? Um, no, no. That's it's a it's. You know, the, our area used to be a real breakfast spot, and um, and then once the Starbucks and the coffee houses came online, sort of diluted a little bit, but. Man, breakfast of good stuff on a Saturday and Sunday is just an hour wait. You know, oh, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's great. Um, and but there's a lot to do. You know, you can come down and and we're in these little villages, these little downtowns. You can stroll around and walk out on the pier and you know do a bunch of stuff. So it's it's more of a. It's not just getting breakfast. It's more of an event and more of mm -hmm. you know something to do and something to see and some you know bring your out of town guests and just sort of see the community. Yeah. Bring your friends, family, have a, yeah. a um, good stuff becomes a part of a, a um, you know, an experience or. A, yeah, exactly. A yeah. At the yeah. Beach. yeah and don't you think that, don't you think that, you know, when times get a little thin, when, when you've been cooped in the house for a long time, whatever the situation is, but restaurants are like provide 
not only a meal, but also an experience. And, mm -hmm. and, and so it's great to like go, yeah, let's go get something to eat in the village. And you go down to the village and you can put your name on the list, maybe go next door and get a cup of coffee or get a, a drink. And then, you know, it's just more, there's, you know, and you're, you're satisfying a couple of your needs, a need to get out of the house, a need to kind of communicate or socialize and then eat as well. So it's, it's great. You know, it's, it's restaurants are, like you said, restaurants, people have really wanted to get out during the COVID time and, mm -hmm. and just, they were dying to get out to eat and restaurants have done well. And that's one of the reasons, right? Yeah, absolutely. That that, a couple of needs. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, um, you know, a testament to, to your long history in business and, and uh, making these, these people feel comfortable and want to come back and, and want to make you part of their, their experience for the day. And, um, you know, I don't, you guys have done a great job over all these years and, and, you know, you seem to have a, a big talent for marketing and to be able to, to really grow, grow the business. Um, any, any words of wisdom? Uh, yeah, I just looked down at the time and I realized I'm, I've already talked longer than I meant to. Um, so I apologize for, for that, but any, any kind of final last thoughts or, or words of wisdom that you might share with uh, some of our, some of your fellow restaurant owners out there? Yeah, I, I, I honestly think, you know, one thing I've been very fortunate, I've been surrounded by people that have kept me current, you know, in what way to promote yourself. I mean, the internet is still a very, like, I mean, it's, it's been for a long time, but all these social media aspects, it's, it's, it's reasonably priced. You don't really have to pay much. You just need to have someone that knows what's going on. I mean, uploading photographs and a meal and, and there's just so many ways that you can touch the community or your customers with, with very little invested. And so I stress, if you don't have a vibrant website that's designed right, like pay a little money to get your website done right. So you're, you're getting hits when people are searching, you know, make sure you have good Google or not Google, good, well, good Google and Yelp reviews. I mean, we have, you know, we touch with customers that are regulars and say, hey, they, they rave about the restaurant or the food. And they're like, well, here, would you mention my, our, your service name in a review? I mean, these things all are very reasonably priced ways to touch the community, reach people. It's very hard to get a new customer in, but you have this aspect, even TikTok. We started doing TikTok. Oh, wow. You know, and TikTok's such a hot thing, but, yeah. but it's like we started doing it. We had a TikTok page and we're putting out TikToks of food being made, of people enjoying, whatever. It's just, it's an easy way to get in front of, get in front of your customer base and new customers. Yeah. So that's, that's really, I still see places that are not taking advantage of it. And I think they're really missing the boat. You know, I really missing the boat. Yeah. I, I see a lot of that in, in my day-to-day -day work and um, oh, yeah, well you're in the business, right? Yeah. It's um, it, it's amazing. It, uh, I mean, and, and it's good that they have, that you have something, but, but today it's, it's really hard to compete, especially online, which is so much more, Oh, yeah. a, a bigger need to do, to be able to compete online since COVID. Um, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of folks assume that if they've got a Facebook and an Instagram page and they put an occasional paste, a post up there two or three times a week that they're marketing. Um, you know, and, and I encourage all our listeners to, to take it up, take it up a notch. You know, there's, yeah. there's a lot more opportunity out there to, uh, to be on the, the leading edge uh, uh, with the technology that's available to us. And like you said, some of us, I shouldn't say some of us, I should say me in particular, I, I feel like I'm starting to age out of, of being, you know, in the, being able to handle all the technology that's out there and keep it, you know, all right here in, in one place and manageable and uh, finding people who have that skill and that ability and experience, uh, I think is key. Uh, and thank God for the young people, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I I've got to get an opinion on everything because I'm getting older and I'm like seeing things a certain way. But my clientele is is not my age necessarily. So I, you know, you, you I get my custom. I get my employees' opinions. I get my my kids' opinions, and and it just is so great to have that 
free input, you know, and just sort of guide you along. And then, and then hiring someone that knows what they're doing, you know, and just, it just makes a world, world of difference. It's great, great money spent. Let me tell you, that's, that's what I think that I've done. A, I think we've done a great job in our marketing, internet marketing and our social media platform and just our way of connecting with in that arena has been really good. And it's been, it's made a big difference for us for sure. Sir. Hey, yeah. uh, a uh, final question. Any, uh, should we be on the lookout for, for any, uh, any new locations or, um, new concepts or anything like that coming out? Or are you, are you kind we, of hanging with what you have now? Well, you know, right now during this season, I, I, I tell you, I'm really trying to make my restaurants the best they can be. I'm really putting, focusing on little areas of it, you know, certain menu items and in, in appearance of the restaurant. I've always felt that you got to keep your restaurant up and, painted and clean and and make it look as presentable as possible like you're you're just you know I just want to make it look like it's thriving right and that's kind of where I'm at right now honestly I'm not really looking for any expansion modes right now um but I have been really focusing on just making our day-to-day operation as as good as it can be and really focusing on my employees because you know having good employees is a gift it's not it's not a given anymore. It's a gift. And to, to, you know, make sure you're invested in them and make sure that, that you know, what's going on. If they have any challenges, he's supporting them and just, you know, checking in with them, you know, not taking anything for granted anymore. So, yeah, I'm kind of focusing on, on, on what's going on out here. It's a lot different scene than it is in South Carolina for, from, from the, you know, from the overall political COVID thing is just, it's a lot different out here. And, and I, and I keep going back to that, it seems like in this conversation, but it, it's just a big thing for us out here. We don't know, you know, we don't know what's what what's going to happen tomorrow, you know? Yeah, you know, I was really shocked and, and I'll wrap up here, I promise. But uh, I was I was out there for my daughter's graduation. Uh, she went to. I had her college experience at Pepperdine. Oh, and, great. Uh, cool. Yeah. And she graduated this past May. So I was out there for about a week for that that graduation. Uh, and I hadn't been in a while. And since co- I used to come out, you know, several times a year. And since when COVID started, it kind of cut a lot of that travel down. Obviously, uh, you couldn't even get into California there for a good while. Um, and anyway, long story short, I was really surprised at the the, the difference between uh, the, the vibe in California in terms of COVID uh, and the precautionary nature. Um, and you know, people seem to be more scared and more into it and worried about it and taking precautions than on the other on my side of the coast, where mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, it's, it's true. Yeah, it, it's a lot more uh, lackadaisical, if that's mm-hmm. the right way to say that word. But um, anyway, uh, not necessarily relevant. Relevant, but if you are running a, a business, uh, restaurant especially, and and you've got locations across the country, then you know that's another set of challenges because of all the different regulations and rules and, and restrictions that are in place. It, it's, it's tough to have standards when, when uh, you're forced to kind of run your business differently. So, well, anyway, can I, can I add one thing? Absolutely. Okay. So out here, Southern California, we, you know, we had some of the stiffest restrictions going through COVID and, and we're still kind of going through that. And now, now, the county is really expecting a lot of businesses to mandate and to police who can come into their establishment. It used to be a mask, and now it's a, a, a vaccinated uh, yeah, vaccine card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a vaccinated customer. You have to have a card to be able to get in or a test. So these poor guys that have nightclubs or breweries that are bringing people in have to now be the police on stopping people at their door to make sure they're vaccinated. And it, it's just... You know, regardless of what side of the 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 this fence you sit on, as far as vaccinated, non-vaccinated, mass, non-mass, having these businesses police this just adds a new element to your business, completely new element. We've gone through it with the mass, and it's just it's just a challenge out here, you know. And I'm not saying it's wrong one way or the other. You know, I'm just I'm looking at it. It's just from a business standpoint and of running your business. Of being having to now be the police and in monitor who comes in and out of your restaurant. Oh, you're just going to the restroom. I'm sorry, you need a vaccine card to go to the restroom. 
you know, you know what I mean? It's, it's just insane. And they can sit outside, of course, but can they go into the restaurant to get it to go to the bathroom? I don't know. It's a good question, right, Jeff? I yeah, mean, that, that's a great question. That same you know, bathroom that, you know, that same yeah. bathroom that you're mandated to have for them. Right. Uh, you suddenly have now they can't you're use You're supposed it. to give it to a customer, but now if he's not vaccinated or he doesn't have a card or he forgot his card, you're not supposed to allow him in to use the restroom. Yeah, that's, that's it's crazy. Just, it's going to be a challenging time if that, if that happens to restaurants. It's very close to happening out here, too. It is uh-huh. very close. Yeah. They're suggesting restaurants do it. They haven't mandated yet, but, you know, pretty soon to go to Disneyland, you're going to have to have a vaccine card. And, and, you know, at least you can stop them from coming in. But a lot of these people get very worked up about things like this. And and there's been incidents, you know, so anyway. Yeah, Yeah, there's a lot of division. And, and, you know, Mm -hmm. another reason why, you know, the rest the the our industry the restaurant industry is has lost employees you know it's oh yeah that's the employees are the front line of that conflict and uh and having to do that policing and uh it's just not right but that's my opinion one man's opinion that's all i've got one man's opinion exactly well it's been a it's been a pleasure um talking with you and having you share your background your experiences um, these 42 years of, of being in the, the a restaurant owner and, and running a successful business. I mean, who better to, to, to share ideas and, and experiences with our audience uh, about how to be successful than somebody that's done it for 42 years. So congratulations to you for your long time uh, accomplishments, uh, for supporting the, the community, the industry, all the jobs that you've created. We don't ever thank people like you enough. So here's a big thank you from the local leaders uh, following. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for the opportunity. I really enjoyed myself. It's the quickest hour I've been through in a long time. Oh, I know <laughs> it. it, it I, I told you earlier on, I'm like 35 minutes. We'll get it done. But but well, uh, I figure but, it must have been going well. You had me on for this long, right? Yeah, we we, <laughs> we, we both like to talk so much. I'll tell yeah, you what. Probably. That's probably it. Yeah. Well, for again, thank you for being on the show today. And for all of our listeners, um, you know, we're talking to Chris Bennett. And he's over in California with four locations of good stuff. And if you haven't been there, website is is going to be up on the screen, but eatgoodstuff.com. Did I get that right? Eatgoodstuff.com. And and check out the camera, um, the strand cam. And keep that keep that bad boy open in your window to make your day go by a little easier. There you uh, go. And if you haven't been over to Good Stuff recently, make sure you get back there. These are great people, great employees. Uh, we want to continue to support them in, in the community um, and thank them for being there for us. So, again, thank you um, for being on the show. And for our listeners, thank you all for joining us for another episode of the Local Leaders Podcast. Look forward to seeing you on our next show. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Local Leaders Podcast. You can find us at www.jeffzpodcast.com or jeffzjohnson.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Thanks again for listening and be sure to come back every Monday and Wednesday for our next episode.